Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Can't you hear me knocking, everybody? Welcome to the Football Ramble. England and Wales are relegated, but Scotland are in the promotion hunt. It's Monday, 26th of September. I'm Marcus Speller. I'm Luke Moore. And I'm Pete Donaldson. Well, hello, everybody, to a marvellous Monday. And it is a marvellous Monday because international football is still here. Hurrah! Is it me or just time just time just go a lot slower in International Week? <laughs> and it's it great doesn't... for me because I enjoy it a very, very huge amount. So uh, yeah. it's, it's one of the, the rare examples of life where normally time goes really fast when you're enjoying yourself. Uh, in International <laughs> Weeks, I really enjoy myself, but it also uh... goes very, very slowly. Yeah. And matches kick off at weird times during the day, don't they? You're like, it's, what? Korea were playing at 2am? I mean, obviously they were. It doesn't matter as well, because literally, unless you catch them live, you simply can't watch them. No. <laughs> I know. And what I like, the, the, trying to find a particular match on YouTube or on, like you were saying uh, before we came on, uh, the UEFA website is bloody impossible. And I like to hear commentators for the respective uh, countries in, you know, I, I like them getting excited in their own language or in their yes. own. You know, I like to hear the Scottish um, FA and in I their like own to hear the Welsh in their own language. <laughs> in their own, you could have chosen their... Wales there. You really could have done. <laughs> but I just like the fa- <laughs> fact that, that I like the YouTube uh, channels where they have that, and and I like you know. But every European country has a UEFA, uh, not branded but endorsed uh, YouTube channel where they have their own commentators, and I really like that kind of thing. I really like watching watching this, it this in, is, in, in, in is... the mother tongue this is very much a first world problem but mm. i don't think people listening to this to this show and maybe they yeah. don't care and that's up to them but i don't yeah. think they appreciate mm-hmm. just what you go through trying to find highlights of nation league games ahead of doing a show it's <laughs> like we, we, we there's certain there's certain games right bear in mind this is supposed to be uefa's you know new big tournament you know yeah. some would say to really you know put international football back on the map to make these games in between tournaments really mean something you know some yeah. people would also say you know to to stick one in, in the eye of fifa and all the rest of it Bleh. why not show the games yeah. why not let <laughs> us buy yeah, into it action. you you need us to buy into yeah. this for it to work yeah, we help can't us to help you watch any of it yeah. Why? Yeah. But is is UEFA? Do you think they are? You, you, people often bemoan television coverage of football matches and say, "Oh, television, uh, it, it, it ruin it, is influencing the sport." Do you think the UEFA have gone right? 
we'll give the fans what they want. No television. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Against modern football. Um, so yeah. unless you happen to be in the capital of the Faroe Islands this Friday night, you yeah. ain't seeing any of it. Yeah, that's right. That's absolutely right. Yeah. Uh, well, gentlemen, let's start with our highlights of the weekend. Pete Donaldson, get us off to a good start. Oh, definitely Barney Rone's uh, headline in The Guardian, Southgate's England achieved total mediocrity at worst possible moment. I don't disagree with it, but I don't like reading it. No, good, good, and also, good on Barney for doing a headline people can understand. He probably, he probably didn't do the headline, actually. That's what journalists say, is it? Right, the okay, fair, but, fair. Uh, Did you read any well. of the article? No. Nah, why would you? No. Well, you watch the match. Why would you need to read the I article? I watch the match, yeah. I mean, I agree with everything. Every word in that, uh, in that title, I was like, yep. Definitely, yeah. yeah Gareth Southgate to manager. Yep, England. I don't, yep, I don't that, think that you can England. argue with it, really. No, yeah. I suspect a... Marcus might spend the next twenty minutes trying to. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's becoming quite difficult for me these days. Uh, Luke Moore, <laughs> your highlight of the weekend. I'm going to have to take it down to the trenches very early on, which people will know I don't like doing because I'm normally a very classy operator and don't take Uh any cheap shots at anyone usually. And you're certainly not on the front lines if it came to a war. No, no, exactly. No, absolutely not. Absolutely not. Uh, In many ways, some would say I'm waging my own personal war against the world. Uh, Just just (laughs) no one cares. Um, So I'm going to go for, um, you know, people thinking that Saturday night, you wouldn't have got a chance to watch any great highlights or to watch an evening yeah. game or to get involved in anything to do with football, really. You'd be wrong because mm-hmm. Tony Adams made his debut on Strictly Come Dancing. <laughs> and um, I am not a dancer. dancer. Anyone who knows me is going to know that. Anyone who doesn't know me could still probably mm-hmm. ascertain that just by you know listening to me speak and seeing me. Um, so I'm not going to criticise. I am going to criticise him. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. it's, it's going to be in a case of, you know, you you should be better than this because you've spent weeks planning for it. Yeah. Whereas what actually transpired on Strictly Come Dancing with Tony was, I think, possibly mm-hmm. the worst thing, certainly this year on TV. I've... I oh, you can go further believe. than this year, can't you? Okay. His, his back was so very straight and his head yeah. was held so very high. And in the pre-match... He spent so much time um, just basically repeating, presumably parrot fashion, every single sentence that the producer suggested that he says says uh, on camera. Yeah. Oh, it's a bit different to playing in front of thirty thousand people <laughs> at Arsenal. I was like, you've not played football for like twenty years. Like, yeah. don't worry about it. Don't yeah, worry yeah, about yeah. it, Tony. You don't have to repeat those things because we know you've not played. Oh, it's a bit different. And you say that every day when you get up. Having a boiled egg. Oh, it's a bit different to playing. <laughs> Shut up, Tony. You maniac. Well, the thing I like about it is that they, so if you're not a, a kind of a, across um, how Strictly Come Dancing actually works, no one goes out in the first week. So he's not actually out. So he's definitely no. back next week. And the right, thing okay. I'm concerned about is they have packed into, I think, 1 minute 57 seconds, every single Tony Adams Arsenal football cliche they can um, <laughs> in no, one week. Go week and, two. And, and very, very briefly before we move on, um, just a couple of um, reactions to his performance uh, that I grabbed uh, online. Um, maybe the worst dance I've ever seen on this show. That was first one. Second one is Tony Adams is one of my footballing heroes, but that was dreadful. And the third yeah. one is Tony won't be around for long. He's not even got the comedy value worth keeping in. And that's the least like, you should oh, have I think he's. I, oh, I think he's Tony. got the comedy value for crying well, at out loud. At least he was dancing. At least he was dancing to the tune of one nil to the Arsenal, just to try and make him feel at home as possible. Marcus, he also it, did it, the it um, the training thing he did at Granada. He did that in the dance. Yeah, yeah, exactly, yeah. yeah. Uh, and then he rode it. Did he? Did he? Did he ride a cannon, or was that came you in on, on the uh, cannon? Photoshop? Oh, that- they've, done, they've, done, they've done every single cliche they could do already. That's why you've yeah. got to tune in on Saturday to see what's next. Beautifully phallic, <laughs> wasn't it? Um, okay, uh, well, my highlight of uh, the, the weekend was, of course, um, an Alexander Mitrovic hat-trick. Thank you very much, everybody. Up yours. championship level striker. Up yours I wasn't again. able to see it. I simply I could not find it to watch no, it. No, UEFA no. did provide that. They buried it deep within the depths of their website, but but it is there somewhere. I've, I know... I've seen it, <laughs> to quote Richard Keith. Well, if you were a real uh, Mitrovic fan, you'd have been there. Yeah. Well, you're, you're on the Mitrovic uh, torrent forum. You just get them, you, you, you <laughs> do peer-to-peer seeding uh, of all of uh, Alexander uh-huh. Mitrovic's When you're the, uh, when you're the uh, site administrator of uh, mitrovicclips.tv, uh, you can get everything you need. <laughs> are you, are you uh, but I mean, you must be pleased, Peter, because obviously you were a big fan of Mitrovic before any of us really knew much about him. And I kind of... Cool. 
Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I've kind it's of like, picked yeah, up. First, first two Foo Fighters albums, loved. <laughs> first three Manics albums, yeah, yeah. loved. Uh, but like after, you know, Everything Must Go uh, and whatever album came after The Color yeah. and the Shape, I was very much like, ugh, this is rubbish. Uh, so in many ways, I can't enjoy Mitrovic, any of Mitrovic's uh, uh, performances these yeah, days. Yeah, no, his, his goal-scoring record and performances with Newcastle were definitely more superior than what he's been doing for Fulham and Serbia of late. That's your, your analogy. Point, Marcus. That's that your is analogy. Mine. Okay, yeah, fine. Yeah, it is an analogy. So what, he's gone mainstream now by just scoring yeah, he's gone loads mainstream of goals. Now. Just obvious, isn't it? Obvious. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> or is it, or is it obvious. He's so obvious for a striker to score goals. Didn't he play like a full season in the championship for Newcastle and score like four goals? <laughs> uh, no, he, no, he scored quite a few in the championship, didn't he? For, for I don't Newcastle. think he did. I think he did. Well, well, that's a conversation for another time probably, but Marcus brought it, it is, to the yeah. table, so only Marcus can take it away. Indeed. Well, there are our highlights of the weekend, everybody. Right. I'm sure that a lot of people's uh, highlight of the weekend was was watching England play because, you know, as football fans, we don't want to be Italians. fickle through thick and thin. <laughs> thick and thin. Italy, of course, beat England 1-0. Uh, England have been relegated from Nations League Tier A, so will be uh, in uh, Nations League Tier B. So a chance to win uh, the league and come back up in fighting fashion, much like Fulham and Alexander Mitrovic, of course. Uh, England haven't won in five games, their worst run since June 2014. I was quite pleasantly surprised that it, I thought, oh, that's not that far away. I thought they were going to, you know, those stats where you kind of, well, it's the first time since the 1950s since England have done this. And that's the positivity you're taking from this, is it? Exactly. Are you kind of looking at the news markers and going, wow, the pound's hit a historic low against the dollar? And yeah. you're like, this isn't quite as bad as that. <laughs> I, I just want everybody to remember it's only a game. I like the angle, that you, <laughs> the angle you've gone for is that this has been worse a lot more recently than we thought. Yeah, yeah. Roy Hodgson wasn't that long ago yeah <laughs> it wasn't it wasn't that long ago well it's 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 uh now more than seven hours since england scored a goal from open play which yeah. is back in november 2021 apparently penalties don't count anymore yeah that, that is a weird i mean it's, it's kind of uh, look, i'm gonna i'm gonna defend you because uh, you speak on behalf of all of england mark as we all know regular yeah. listeners to this show will agree with that <laughs> so i'm gonna on stick his up for you. on his other forum yeah i'm gonna stick up for you a little bit here and say that people do tend to cherry pick that kind of stat when you know actually you know, a penalty. If you if you've won a penalty, it's because you know, yeah. someone's impinged you and you were attacking in the penalty area and you weren't able to take a chance normally. Um, so a penalty does still count as a goal, um, yeah. but I think it is more indicative of something bigger than that, isn't it? And that's why people mention it. Um, I thought it was pretty thin gruel watching it against Italy. I, I, th- <laughs> I thought it was the the worst possible timing um, because chiefly because England have gotten really aside from. Aside from tonight, England have really got no chance to get to get a bit of momentum going and to get the public at large back on side, which they need. And, you know, realistically, they could whop Germany 4-0 tonight, which won't happen, but they could. And it still wouldn't really address this issue. And so Southgate's got no more opportunities after that to do anything, which is worrying. Yeah. No, I, I, I mean, I take the point. I mean, let's be honest, it was it was piss poor, really, from England. Um Against Italy, uh, and, and obviously in the final of the Euros, which Italy won on penalties, you could make a case that, that well, it, it, that was a, a better Italian side. Not, not, it's not a vintage Italian side when you look back over the years. They won't be, well, certainly not outside of Italy. I won't, I won't say what, what they think there. So, but that's a, that's a different thing. But at the moment, Italy are definitely in transition. They didn't get to the World Cup, of course. Um, and if you look at the talent they have, it's not bad. But England, you would say, have a little better. I think people do overrate this England team with regards to talent. But that's no argument, again, um, to what happened at the San Siro. Yeah, England England looked poor. And I think the only thing one could say, and this is pretty uh, desperate if, if you have to say this, but the only thing one could say is ahead of World Cup 2018... People, the expectations were genuinely low for England. The only time that it, that I've ever witnessed it, and it might be the only time ever that I, you know that, that we witnessed um, the expectations being genuinely low, because it wasn't particularly inspiring going into that tournament. Yeah, uh, it wasn't as bad as this, but it, but it, it wasn't great. And then England obviously did all right. And then ahead of the Euros, I remember in the UEFA Nations League, the only reason England didn't finish bottom was because Iceland were in there. blah de blah de blah So the build-up to the Euros wasn't great. There was a couple of little friendlies in there against a win against Ireland, for example, that kind of gives a bit of flicker of confidence. Yeah. So the only thing I would say is that it, it, 
we've been in a similar position before going into a tournament and thinking, well, hang on, what the bloody hell's going on? And Southgate sort of making murmurs of, well, I thought we passed the ball all right. I think at times we controlled the game and everyone's thinking... I'm sorry, mate, did you watch a different game to us? You know, because England didn't look like really they were going to score. There was a flurry at the end, but not much happened. So again, it's not a great argument and it's not exactly an ace card I'm slapping down on the table going, aha, well, we've been poor before tournaments. You, you don't want to be poor before tournaments. No, I, I get that. And it is, it is, it is worthy of discussion. I mean, you didn't, you didn't really, uh, I mean, you could add World Cup 90 and Euro 96 into there as well, where England have been in poor shakes overall going into a tournament um, and done okay. But the issue is, I think here is you're right to touch on the things that Gareth Southgate's saying. Uh, he's earned the right to, you know, to have his take. Of course, he's the manager and he's done well, and he's you know, the most successful manager England have had for a very long time. But all these things do come to an end eventually. I'm not saying it isn't happening yeah. now, but they do eventually. And he's not going to get, you know, he's not going to be on the run. He's kind of on and have enough goodwill forever. And the mm. thing, I mean, the thing I would I would touch on, which I think is probably the most important thing is just the the team he puts out um, and and how they perform on the pitch. I mean, that's ultimately the most important thing. And if you look at the team England put out in Italy on Friday, it's, I mean, to be honest, you know, you, you do want to trust the manager who's done well for England, but it's just bizarre. It's just a bizarre, <laughs> bizarre team. Are, are you are you re- referring to, because the formations come under scrutiny, but, it, you know, England, with this formation, England did beat Germany in the Euros, which was probably Southgate's best result. Fine, as a but manager it's not the formation, Marcus, and it's not, and it's not the it's it's the players, the form they're in, and the positions yep. he's picking them in. I cannot believe how little has been made of the mm. idea that we can go away to the European champions. Okay, look, they've had a bit of a a little bit of a stinker, not qualify for the World Cup, but they're the European champions, right? That's the fact, and mm. he is picking players who are either out of form. Mm-hmm. Or out of position, or both, and and name and, and shame them, and expect and expecting to get a result. I mean, Harry Maguire doesn't play for Manchester United. When he does play, they do not play a back three. Okay, mm-hmm. he's playing on the left of a back three against Italy away from home, next to Saka, who plays off the right for Arsenal, cuts in onto the left, and has had yep. great success doing that. Now I know Saka's been England's young proud of the year, and he's done very well. He's not played left wing back regularly. For Arsenal, mm-hmm. okay. Mm-hmm. Jude Bellingham plays in midfield with a two with Declan Rice in this game on Friday night. He sometimes does that, but in a completely different way for Dortmund, right? Carl Walker doesn't play in the in the back three. Every uh, come week. on, I'm going to have to jump in. Maguire's played in a back three for England many, many years. Now, I, I, I take the point of what you're saying about Manchester United. Carl Walker is familiar with that position, and the and the two of them were made up a back three for England in the last couple of tournaments. Yeah, but but that, what does but what does that but what does that actually mean? We we can't we can't apply that logic now. Sat here in September 2022, with the start to the season at Harry Maguire. Harry Maguire's not playing any football. So no, but if you're talking about a player out of form, that's 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 totally fine. But to start saying that position for England is unfamiliar with him, I, I would. But he's not treading that position that. week in week out, is he? It. So like he's not. But he played it. that position at the Euros, as he pointed out, and he was going into the Euros last time. Um, out of form and off the back of an eight-week injury and made the team of the tournament. So I'm just saying there are criticisms for picking him, but I I, I wouldn't... But but with your criticism of him playing that position, I don't know if that's valid. But I totally take the point of picking him in the form. I've defended him and said he's played well for Southgate and Southgate trusts him. But when you've got someone like Fikaro Tomori on the bench who's thinking, am I going to get a chance here? And he's probably, you know one of, if not the best defenders England have at the moment. So that's where I think the criticism... So let me flip it back on you then, Marcus. Fair points, but let me flip flip it back on you. How do you explain the performance on Friday then? Why was he so bad? No, I I agree. I I, I think that that picking Maguire, I think he's trying to get a bit of confidence in Maguire and say, look, I rate you, you know, because he thinks I'm going to need him or he has been a very important player for Southgate in previous tournaments. But it's got to the point where it's kind of like Gareth, like this is, I appreciate <laughs> that, but you really, really have to start looking at this. And actually, you've got two matches left. And if you think so, Southgate's clearly thought I'm going to use these matches to show Maguire I've got confidence in you and try and raise his level. And I think that that it could be a decision that bites him on the ass because he's got defenders who are on the bench who who are playing better than Maguire. And Tamori's one of them. Now Tamori doesn't play in a back three. I think one of the problems with England's formation is. It, they're a bit boring and a bit staid. And I think a 4-3-3 might be a little better. I think the 3-4-3s work for England. 
I think the four three. But if you've got Tamori in there, he plays very well in a back four. Why not utilise him there? You've still got handy fullbacks who can get up and down. Take your pick on who you want. You can have an extra person in the centre of midfield, so Bellingham can be um, uh, unleashed a bit more. Because I thought Bellingham actually did all right. Um, and then you've got yeah. the front three, um, which is something I would do. But if, but I totally take. The, I understand what you're saying about Saka. That's very strange. Now, if you think, well, Shaw's not played enough minutes and Chilwell's not played enough minutes, well, why not put Trippier out there? Trippier's playing really well. You go, oh, he's a right, he's he's right footed. Well, it worked it all out for Spinazzola at the Euros, and also Ashley Young did that. He, he played on the left as a right footed fullback. Yeah, when, when Southgate was given, and when Southgate was asked about that, he just said, oh, well, we just thought it was a way of getting an extra attacking player on the pitch. It's like, yeah. What does I, that mean? I, I, and that, that I don't mean. understand. <laughs> it's football you, you, manager, isn't it? You just yeah. sort of put yeah. like, who's quickest, who's got like the most skill in and around the box. Let's put him in, and he might get a goal. It's like yeah, fine, but you're inviting so much pressure on yourself. And to be honest, like the main issue with the with, with the Manchester is like it was like watching a team kind of you know when you like open a jigsaw and everything's in bits and you don't really know where to start. <laughs> yeah. I mean, obviously yes. you start with the corners and stuff, but you sort of going, I don't yeah. know how to break this team down. I don't know how to sort of they're, they're obviously very defensive. Italian sides generally are excellent at the back, but you just kind of like they're just quite cagey and they invited so much pressure on their own midfield. Yeah. And Bellingham, Bellingham playing well in that match was mm. testament to how good he is and what a rich vein of form he's in at yeah. the moment because yeah. he, they they just they looked so exposed in, in, in the middle and and I, I would have loved to have seen him play that game in the form that he is and how talented a footballer mm. and creative yeah. a footballer he is uh, in, in an England side that wasn't doing that it gave him the freedom to do stuff but they just yeah. weren't it was it was, it no, was a I shame could, it was a real agree. shame by the way when you say you start with the corners was, that was the plan wasn't it the Russia 2018 <laughs> you know, yeah, get yeah. set pieces and all. Maybe that's what he was thinking. Go back to yeah. that. But I think, but I think you know, Southgate has said uh, after he said after the Euros, what we've done. You know, what they did at Russia, they needed to improve upon for the Euros. They did, and after the Euros, he said, right, well, we'll need to improve upon this to win the World Cup. And I think that's where people are going. Well, did he reach the peak of of his yeah. powers, Southgate, at the Euros, which was obviously nearly enough, but not not. That's quite, the big question, Marcus, away. isn't it? That is the big question, and and I and I fear actually at the moment that this it does look like it's the kind of beginning of the end for Southgate, and it does look like England may, you know, stumble through the group at the World Cup, and then you know, get knocked out in the second round, and everyone goes, oh well, thank goodness, good riddance for Southgate, and you think. You know, I, I hope we don't look back and think, oh, if he'd have won the Euros, he could have then walked away and it would have all been great and so on. And then actually it's ended on a real sour note. What I, what I find frustrating with England, and as we all have, is good teams and even sort of half-decent teams, they know how to play against England. You press them, you hurry them in possession, and England don't know how to get out of tight spaces. They're a little better than what they used to be. And then they just maybe just hit it long to try and get out. And the, the other team go, well, that's easy at this level. Thanks very much. You've just given us... Well, you, Marcus, you also away. have a situation... I agree with that. But to add to that, you have a situation where if you play a back three like like that, that they played against mm. Italy, you've got two out of the three players who've just got no pace, right? Mm -hmm. So you can't play... And with a back three, you don't really tend to play as high a line anyway, right? So you yeah. can't push up. You can't you can't make the pitch small when yes. the other team have got the ball because because Maguire, who's in no kind of form and has never been quick anyway, always gets caught mm -hmm. out on the turn even when he's playing well. And Dyer, yeah. who I thought did really well and who's had a brilliant start to the season, Dyer's been good for about a year now, and he yeah. and he should have been called up earlier than he was. But he's not a pacey player. So mm. what that does is that really hamstrings you. What I think yeah. England should do is they should flip back to a back four, play two in front of the four. Um, yep. Get get some some round pegs and some round holes, and mm -hmm. condense the pitch when they haven't got the ball, and try and mm. use the pace they have got when they do get the ball. I, I, to me, it just feels a little bit overcomplicated and a little bit kind of yeah. um, too, trying to be too clever. It just needs a bit of a hard reset, I think. Yeah, and and, and yeah. So I mean, what, what do England do tonight then? Pete Donaldson, will he play Ivan Tony up front? He should do. Why not? Give him a bang. <laughs> have a bit of fun. I think England should just give the ball away as soon as they get the ball because they don't right. like having it. They don't like having any space in front of them. Just They're like confused Jack every zero time. minutes again. <laughs> just yeah, just uh, <laughs> they should they should whoever they have in goal just pass the ball out. Uh, give Harry Maguire full reign to just pump the ball into the back four and then we can kind of try and do a bit of pressing of our own because England, like a lot of teams in the Premier League at the moment, like, you know, your West Ham's and probably to a lesser extent uh, Newcastle at the moment, like, they don't like the ball, uh, they don't like having the ball. So give the ball away and let's play on the break. It? You, is, it too late <laughs> it, to, is it too late for you to get to Wembley? I know, right? I think they should take me. I could be like a Ted Lasso character. Oh, you, you, you said it, not me, pal.
And you said yeah, it you hate you hate um, Ted Lasso. Yeah, he hates himself. Well, good news, everybody, is that good England news. are are playing Germany tonight. Uh, and uh, what's even better news is uh, we'll be back uh, tomorrow morning with another episode of Ramble Reacts. You'll hear our thoughts uh, straight after England's game. Um, let's let's hope that they are positive. <laughs> the thoughts masochists among us will be queuing up for that. <laughs> so I'll certainly be queuing up to fucking record it. Yeah, DJ. Yeah, yeah. Um, so uh, yeah, we, we, yeah. Fingers crossed. All right, everybody. Well, we shall have a quick break, and in the second half, we will talk about Wales and Scotland. See you then. Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners are odd shapes. Flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project. There's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rust-Oleum. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hi, I'm Jermaine Defoe, and this is the Football Ramble. Welcome back to the Football Ramble, everybody. Now, before we get back to more Nations League action, it's a big week over on Upfront, our feed dedicated to all things women's football, as well as the usual Tuesday episode looking back at the biggest news from the weekend. There will be a bonus pod released on Thursday that was recorded from Saturday's record-breaking North London derby. 47,000 people crammed into the Emirates to see Arsenal win 4-0. And head of the game, Rachel hosted a pre-match live pod with Arsenal and Emotion Collective, talking about the amazing summer just gone and the future of the women's game. So keep an eye out for that on Thursday. Search Upfront in your podcast app to subscribe if you haven't already. Gentlemen, the time is now. Back to the UEFA Nations League. Oh, um, I thought it could get Nations League. <laughs> If Mark, as if uh, the Nations League was actually a juice, what juice would it be? I think it'd be lychee. In that, yeah. if it's on, on if it's on offer, I'll always go for it. But it's it's a little bit pervy. Yeah, I, yeah. I think it would be. Not everybody I, wants it. I think it would be Robinson's creations, um, peach uh-huh. and raspberry. I it's quite delicious, but you can't find it yeah. anywhere. Well, I was about to say, I think I would go for grape juice because everyone's aware of grape juice's existence. But again, where do you find it? And once you do find it, it's quite underwhelming, despite (laughs) how delicious grapes are. Um, So, yes, uh, Wales lost 1-0 at home to Poland. They have also been relegated from the top tier. So good to see a bit of solidarity between England and Wales. Much needed, of course, at the moment. Indeed. Uh, uh, well, and this is the this is the thing. Rob Page he dropped Kiefer Moore to the bench 
And if you do that to the Welsh Olivier Giroud, what do you expect? <laughs> the interesting difference between Wales and England is, look, yeah. respectfully to Wales, they yeah. they are probably a team that you, if you if I said to you, oh, they're a team who are going to bounce in between A and B in the Nations League, you go, okay, that's fair enough, right? I mean, mm. yeah, they're, they're kind of if you look at the group they're in with. Um, Netherlands, Belgium, and Poland—that's a really tough group, right? They yeah. only lost by like a goal each match or something. Yeah, they, they haven't won, a game, they haven't won the any of their six games, Pete. Yeah, but I mean, one, you, one point out of eighteen—that's all right. Very it? difficult to stay up in there with that kind of uh, that kind of record. <laughs> by the way, you might just repeat that stat tonight after uh, the England game. Yeah, probably. Yeah. <laughs> and and so it's you know, it's maybe perhaps not. It's been the writing's been on the wall for a wee while now for them in the Nations League because really, you know, there's so much football being played at the moment. They have to prioritise the stuff they have to prioritise. And what they need to prioritise now is the World Cup. Mm. You know, and that's just how it yep. is. Well, that's pretty much what Rob Page said after the game. He just went, well, it's not the end of the world. You know, yeah. is that the kind of thing that you ever wanted <laughs> to hear <laughs> from, uh, from, from relegation? Nah, they're, obviously not it, gonna, you know, they're, they're obviously not going to prioritise. The great thing about the Nations League is that UEFA designed it and executed it without thinking about anything mm. else other than themselves. So don't be surprised when there's teams coming up who have got club players who are playing every single minute of the day and the World Cup's coming up mm. in the middle of the season because yet another appalling decision was made. Something's got to yeah, give yeah. at some point. What, what, what do they expect you'd, to happen? You'd have thought so. Gareth Bale, speaking of something's got to give, uh, he was a bit quiet. He hit the bar with a header. Um, but again, like... His his work rate's been... The last, last few Wills matches, his work rate's been rather poor, I think. He's, he doesn't look... Intri- I'm going to use the but word he's interested. got a World Cup that he's honing in on I know he's got on. a World Cup I know that's it all Bale cares about <laughs> he'll, know, he's looking know. at that England game going that is when all my energy will come out on the pitch <laughs> and he gets a couple of goals and, and there we are he's not, um, he's, not, he's not starting games for LAFC no right? <laughs> he's, does, still gonna, more. he's still going to get a hat-trick against England yeah <laughs> indeed it's, it's, it's going to happen but I think Rob Page is um thoughts after the game I think were quite right he said you know you mentioned you look at the group and as you said Pete they, they have competed they've not been hammered uh, I mean on another day they would have maybe even won that game against Poland they were unlucky with a few efforts and so on I think Wales are in good shape I would just I would just say very quickly on the Nations League thing you know don't be surprised if teams of the size of Wales would be actually a little bit um, a little bit well, I think they'd be content with being a Nations League B and let me tell you why because if you are a team that doesn't value the Nations League, and let's be honest, the jury's still out of it. It's a new thing. Some people, I mean, we would like it if England won it, of course. But generally speaking, you're not that... Look, Marcus, I know you're a bit of an outlier because you do care, but not that many people care. So the reason that Wales would be happy probably to be in B is because they can gear their cycle and gear their ambitions up towards qualifying for major tournaments. And they can use team games against like, like smaller teams to actually work on their formation and get their shape together because you don't get to spend an awful lot of time together in international football and build a bit of momentum build a bit of confidence no. so it's, it's hard for them to get up for getting battered by Netherlands oh, they didn't get battered but you know by losing to Netherlands losing to Belgium losing to Poland they've only managed to get one draw in the whole Nations League campaign um, and that was like that draw they had at home to Belgium so I think it's n- not necessarily the end of the world for them and that's probably why Rob Page sounds like he sounds they they yeah. have a responsibility, don't they, to bring in bring through new players as well. I thought um, Colwell looked good when he came on. Was it Cardiff or mm-hmm. just anyway? He he looked good when he came on, and 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 in matches where, to be honest, uh, yeah, I didn't watch the match live, but it looked like the Poland played the ref massively in this match, and Chesney had the reading of everything in the air. So it was kind of like a bit of a mixed bag for Wales. And I think if it, when you're in a situation where the ref plays such a big part. It almost doesn't matter whether you win or lose the game because you're like, oh god, we were we were cheated out of so many decisions. We're going to take that energy and we're going to fucking smash England in the World Cup. And and everything uh-huh. outside of the tournament is just about bringing new players through because they do have responsibility to replace slightly creaking uh, uh, personalities in, in that side uh, because something has to come after after mm. Qatar. It can't all end in Qatar in one big blowout. Well, but with regards to who you know you're saying about who cares and who doesn't sort of care about the UEFA Nations League, I mean. If you look at the the sides in, who have qualified for the playoffs, the big one, Croatia, uh, top their group with Denmark and France and Austria. I mean, Denmark, had, Hungary uh, as well. Um, Hungary did well. Yeah, I mean, France did lose two nil to Denmark, um, and they did only avoid relegation because Austria lost three one to Croatia. And it would have been nice if France had gone down again; it would have taken the heat off. But there we are. <laughs> um, if they want to be selfish and start, that's their business. But Olivier Giroud failed to score for France in that game and so we're quite concerned for him because 49 goals in 113 games 
And Andy said that his international career may well have finished because he's not sure he's going to play at the World Cup. And, and Giroud is obviously no spring chicken now. So it'd be gutting for him if he's if he's two goals behind Thierry Henry. Yeah, is that because you is that because you you dislike Thierry Henry but you quite like Olivier Giroud? Well, I said <laughs> I think I said this on a Patreon episode uh, uh, recently that I, I I've had to rethink my. Well, I was more suggesting that I think Thierry Henry comes across as a bit of a prat. I've done a bit of uh, digging into this one or two people uh, who who we all know work with him uh, and say that he's absolutely lovely and he's a top man. Oh, so I thought, okay, fine. Oh, I can see flattery. yourself. Well, no, because they know more than me. First That's, impressions I mean, are important. You've got your own so, opinion. That's fine. So you're saying that I don't have a pair of testicles because I'm not reveling no, in my own ignorance. What I'm saying is, <clears throat> well, we can come on to that. What I'm saying is... <laughs> There's people out there who like Piers Morgan, presumably. Uh, I've I've yet to meet them. Well, he's on the telly, so you know some so, people must like him. That, well, just because he's on the telly. Look, all I'm saying is <laughs> Tony Adams is dancing there. on the telly this Saturday. Doesn't yeah, mean there's some people out there who like Tony Adams. Oh, that's a different kettle of fish. Come so on. what I'm saying is, stick with your instincts. <laughs> They've served you well so far, haven't they? In your life, have they? You're doing okay, well, aren't you? For- well, I'm sat at the he's table at you, so yeah, he's, he's judging he's me on my results. All right, move now, on then. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, dearie me. Yeah, so uh, what about Scotland? They beat Ireland 2-1. The Bonnie Scots are in the hunt for promotion, everybody. Um, <laughs> just need a draw against Ukraine, don't they, to, to go up? They do, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, because Scotland and Ireland fans uh, apparently were chanting England are going down as the game started. Ah, makes Hampton. you proud to be oh. British, doesn't it? It certainly does. It certainly does. <laughs> in Scotland's uh, case, so. very much not in Ireland's case. Yes, good to point that out because you might get a snarky. <laughs> but they probably won't too. mind, will they? Uh, I, you know, a snarky tweet with... would be good, Marcus. Yeah. In this situation, <laughs> <laughs> so yes. like, Pete will be getting all the heat for that Cardiff Swansea thing. So I'll be fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll sneak under the radar there. Uh huh. Well, uh, yeah, Scotland just a draw against Ukraine tomorrow, and they're up in the big time. And it will be nice to have some British representation now that Wales and England have gone down. So well done, Scotland, uh, for putting Britain's interests at first <laughs> once again. But no team has played more Nations League home games without losing than Scotland. Well, that's Eight good. level with those Italians. It's a pumping atmosphere. How about that? Stevie Clark might have even cracked a little smile. After this one, we don't know. Mm. R- reports suggest that he might have done, but uh, but yeah. What about Ryan Christie, uh, the the mercurial winger uh, for Scotland? He set up the first and then scored the winner from the spot. With look, it went poor in. So that's all that matters. First. Poor defending for the first. Do you not think it was a poor, really poor defending for the first? Like sticking a leg out as as Christie just ghosts. It was <laughs> yeah, and, and, and then chips uh, it in. I think I think what Marcus was about to say was I I I feel like it was either a brilliant penalty or the luckiest penalty ever. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Did he kick the ground? I don't know, but it went in. It was either like he sent the keeper the wrong way on purpose and then just stroked yeah. it in in a, in a feat of amazing skill and arrogance, or he completely <laughs> scuffed it. It didn't quite go where he wanted it to go, and it went in anyway. Well, you didn't actually have to leave the UEFA Nations League to talk about slow penalties. Raheem Sterling tapped one in against Iceland away from home. He did. Uh, last time round. How did. can we forget that, everybody? We can't. You uh, will not let us. foolish to do so. <laughs> no, exactly. Um, uh, good to see John McGinn's bottom uh, playing its part again. He successfully used it to shield the ball in the corner for about... 25 minutes um, <laughs> uh, and Hamden was loving it. Takes like 25 minutes to drive around it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, that, that is a tactic, isn't it, for Scotland? Go ahead, get McGinn in the corner with the ball yeah. and everybody gets... Uh, and pe- and just people are just and... more than happy to sort of get up up close and personal, you know, like it's lovely and soft. It's a lovely yeah. way, it's a lovely bum to defend. It's, it's the oh, best sorry, Scottish, it's the best Scottish backside since Kenny Dalglish, who had an all-time legendary one. But I tell you what, we are failing <laughs> as a society if mm. at some point we don't see John McGinn recreate the Kim Kardashian break the internet photo with the champagne. <laughs> We've got to see McGinn do that. We have to see champagne. I'm in the I'm in the top <laughs> league of the Nations <laughs> League. <laughs> that would be magnificent. Um, apparently, in the build-up to the match, McGinn uh, actually discussed his. Uh, his bot bot and said, uh, I always say if I didn't have my backside, I'd be at Yeovil or something. Uh, no disrespect to Yeovil. What are you saying? They don't have bums down in the West Country? Yeah. Yeah. Well, Pete, you've got you've got no no arse at all to speak of, but you're not from the West Country. So how do you feel about all this? Well, someone made the point on Twitter that you have uh, described me having no bum like yeah. 10 times this year yeah. uh, on different podcasts. A, Luke, but, that, so. but the person who's... Pick, the person Why are you so horny on men for well, my lack of a bum bum? The person who's pointing <laughs> that out clearly has never seen the phenomenon 
that is... That's true, actually. So you think I should DM a picture of my ass? No, I don't think you should DM anyone anything. But I think that, I think that people should acknowledge that you are the you only should. person when you look in profile that you're... It just your bum just doesn't it doesn't maybe exist. It goes back legs. Look, maybe that's why I'm at Yorville. Maybe that's why. I'm at <laughs> maybe that's... maybe that's why uh, I played eleven aside for the first time in about two years uh, at the weekend. Played in goal, yep. shipped five, got man in the match. Thank you very much. Wow, how, how yeah, did I mean, that happen? Bloody. Uh, we were playing uh, a, a team in the cup, four divisions higher than us. We had a league t- uh, league one referee, like a like a. Um, a, uh, he's, he's refereed at League One level and he was refereeing my goalkeeping, my excellent Did you make some good saves then? How many, how many did you uh, keep I must out? Admit, I must admit there were a few that were, oh, that's that even surprised me. But in the main, <laughs> but in the main just a lot of point-blank range, absolute smashes so, past I'm, me. I'm, I immediately think, why is this referee who's mani- uh, managed, who's refereed at League One level in the Football yeah. League, which is impressive, why mm. is he refereeing your game? And then you tell me that you ship five and yeah. you've got man of the match as the goalkeeper. Presumably, the referee awarded you that. And I think, well, if the referee is making decisions like that, <laughs> yeah, his career no, he, will he spiral. Did, no. <laughs> he, he did send Ben one of our players. Uh, one minute in, uh, maybe two minutes in, uh, the uh, striker said, are you on the take? Now, that is, <laughs> I mean, that is number one thing that you don't say you to a referee, isn't it? You can't, really? say, you can't that. say that, yeah. Yeah. So how many saves did you make overall and what was the final score? Honestly, it was grotesque. They could have had about 35. The frame helped me out a few times. But are you playing for Astro Juju? obscene. Say again? <laughs> yeah. He's playing for Astro, yeah. yeah. What was the final well, score? So you lost what? Five? The final score was seven. I went out for a couple. Uh, but, oh, right, okay. uh, but yeah, I let him five. That's where it all went wrong. He always does a great quality of football where the goalkeeper could just come out and play on pitch for a bit. <laughs> <laughs> Terrible. Oh, Terrible. Super. Still not worse than Tony Adams. Depends. <laughs> depends at what. Um, gentlemen, back in the UEFA Nations League. Sorry, but there is still some. Why stuff are we to get still through. fucking talking oh. about the UEFA Nations League? Because Northern like Ireland for for finally hours. managed to win their first game in the competition in 15 attempts. That's why I look more. Have a bit of respect for other corners of the United Kingdom. Good for them. Well done. <laughs> Sitting in your ivory tower near Westminster. No one's still listening to this. No one. Yeah, they are. Okay. Our <laughs> Northern Irish contingent. Well, Northern Irish fans are sitting around going, I can't wait to get our mention. What a well here it is, baby. Uh, what a lovely header from uh, McGuinness to, to win the game two one. Come on, it was, it was really late, late on as well, flurry. wasn't it? Yeah. A late flurry yeah. um, from those beautiful boys. So yeah, you know, a bit a bit of a uh, bit of confidence there. So love that, absolutely love that. Um, did you see uh, that uh, Portugal beat uh, Czech Republic 4-0 and late on in the game uh, Fernando Santos who's got a slight kind of gill from the Simpsons uh, look about him he substituted <laughs> uh, central defender Danilo and, he, and thinking he didn't have any defenders on the bench he shifted midfielder Fulham midfielder no less Joao Polina into his defence uh, and after the game he said I forgot I had Thiago uh, Jalu on the bench uh, who is a natural central defender I apologise to Thiago <laughs> That'll be a great what? consolation to him, I'm sure. I, I, I forgot Thiago's you were here. Responsibility to just give him a little tap on the tap on the back and go, sorry. I mean, I have played there before. What are you playing at? Is Maybe it... he didn't. He turned around and he just went, Cristiano, you're not coming back on. <laughs> am I right? So, I might be wrong on this, and we need Brassel to confirm. I mean, am I? Am I is it the case that Thiago Jara hasn't made his debut for Portugal yet either? Uh, well, yeah, Good well. Stuff. Nobody knows he's there. So I mean, yeah, I mean that would be particularly galling if he never gets a chance again. Oh, we, yeah, we we got to sign a petition on that, getting uh, getting him a game, get him some minutes. Yeah, for crying. Well, I'm not sure Andy would know uh, anyway because he's, he's a Turkish guy these days, isn't he? <laughs> well, he Turkey is. Man. We know Andy Brassel. He always tips Turkey, uh, and uh, he tipped them for UEFA Nations League glory this time round. And after their home draw against Luxembourg, you think, well, it can't get worse than that, can it? Yeah. It just <laughs> well, it has because they lost two one to the Faroe Islands last night, and I am going on. Uh, the reports of this because if you can find a video for this game you're a better man than me we're um, talking but, like daily motion secret <laughs> torrents how do you find this yeah, footage when, when, when there's like there's cameras in the players fucking studs and yeah. people can pay to sit in the fucking tunnel at Premier yeah. League games you cannot find <laughs> footage of an organised UEFA tournament it's yeah. insane it's, I mean, yeah. imagine how annoyed you are if you're a Faroe Islands fan <laughs> Guys, I'm watching the footage now and Turkey suffered a 2-1 shock loss to the Faroe Islands on Sunday in the sixth match of League C, Group 1 in the UEFA. You're watching YouTube I'm again. definitely watching the video. Yeah. I'm definitely watching the yeah. video. I'm not reading it. I'm not yeah. reading it. <laughs> so Andy's head's completely definitely... gone now. He's inconsolable. He was supposed to be on yeah, the show he today. He, he, could not, he couldn't raise himself. He couldn't get his <laughs> no. head right. 
No, 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 no. He's gone, no. isn't he? He's, he's away. Well, the result means that the Pharaohs are, un- are unbeaten in four games, which is the longest undefeated streak in their history. It's glorious. It's absolutely glorious. And you see everybody. And this is the beauty with international football, especially if you're an England fan right now, because we're sad. We haven't won in, in what is it, five? Well, one door closes, another one opens. So be happy that the Faroe Islands are going through this unbeaten streak because <laughs> it is beautiful. Similar flag to us. You know, it's not too dissimilar, let's be honest. Joking aside, Marcus, I mean, you know, the Nations League is actually pretty good, in my estimation, for the smaller teams. Yeah. Because they regularly play against teams of their own level, like Turkey. Yep, and, um, absolutely. And they can pick soon. up results. I mean, if you look at um, some how some of the other teams have done, you know, I mean, you know, obviously there are exceptions to this, but, you know, Malta have managed to get a couple of wins, you know, in, in, oh, in Group D. Uh, Moldova have managed to win four out of six games. Um, you know, these, these are all kind of interesting um, kind of things for, for teams of that nature who essentially back in the day only used to get put into qualifying groups for the for the Euros and for the World Cup, whatever, and get smashed. Yeah. So, I mean, it's it's good for their development, I think. And I think Faroe Islands is probably a pretty good example of that. Totally. And, and the good thing for Andy Brassel, of course, is that Turkey actually, despite their poor results, did manage to earn promotion to UEFA That's Nations how good League B. And I tell you what... Could be drawn with England next time, so we could all win in this equation. <laughs> we all definitely would win in that situation. I, exactly. I, I, for one, will find it very hard to sleep tonight knowing that in, at some point England could get drawn against Turkey in the Nations League at some point in the future. So thank you for that. That's, that's going to keep me going this week. Uh, you've been a real Mark Lawrence today, I must say. <laughs> Who, me? I don't know what you're talking about, Marcus. Well, okay, fine. So if you don't want to talk about Nations League anymore, then fine. Let's move it. Let's finish with something completely different and something a little bit um, perhaps more interesting. Okay. Uh, So let's get away from European uh, international football. Um, On Friday, we discussed Australia beating New Zealand 1-0 at a friendly. (laughs) (laughs) Well, Australia won the second game of the two match series 2-0 using an entirely different lineup to the first game a series what the fuck they think this is cricket what are you, what are you talking about a series have you, have you, have you, is, that, is that what they're saying i couldn't believe they, it they basically said like, everyone's come so far we should probably play two games though it's not worth it i think there might be something in that yeah, yeah old Redmayne was in goal uh right. it's good to see him yeah we want to see him at the world cup yeah. we do uh, i mean how much yeah, chance so, you reckon you got to find a video of that fucking game Oh, I didn't even bother. I didn't even <laughs> That's bother. That's what it's come to. That's what <laughs> yeah, exactly. it's come to. I'm not even going to bother looking. Yeah, I've, I've used all. Uh, I've, I've used all my internet. Do you, up do you listen to, to the ramble? Uh, not really. No, is it any good? Yeah, it's great because what they do is they manage to put a 45 minute show together on games they haven't even look, bothered to look at watching. It's brilliant. It's like a fucking surrealist fucking comedy sketch. That's good. Oh dear. Yeah. Well, look. At the end of the day. It's a good win for Australia. They've beaten their fierce Stop local it. rivals. At the end of the day, it's a good win for you. Don't oh, know. The, you don't know. They've, they've won the series. Is all I'm saying. Uh, what more? What better prep than beating New Zealand twice in two quick, quick fire friendlies for the World Cup, Luke? Moore? If England, if England had won a two match series against New Zealand, we'd probably call that a major tournament. Uh, come on, <laughs> let's, let, Gareth. Let, let, let's not be. Let, let's not be. Gareth, don't have a go at Gareth for that. Oh, well, listen. If you if you want to hear me have a go at Gareth, tune in around yeah. this time tomorrow. Yeah. <laughs> well, look, it's good. It, it's good. <laughs> it's good prep for England. Um, for England, for Australia. Sorry, because they will be facing France, Denmark, and, and Tunisia in their group at the World Cup. So two friendly wins against New Zealand. They'll be ready. Yeah, I think Big Chris Wood got injured, didn't he, Peter? You'll be fuming about that. Oh, no. I have got that many strikes at the moment. Yeah. Isaac's out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, dear. Oh, dear, oh, dear. So, uh, there we are, everybody. What a what a show. Uh, you know, flipping it. That was uh, fifth gear all the way. Um, so let's <laughs> yeah, all like calm when you down. pull out of a junction in fifth gear. <laughs> <laughs> That's what it was. But the great thing is we have tonight to look forward to as well. Um, of course, uh, Bonnie old England uh, are in action. And, and the good thing is, is that now England are relegated, they can just play without fear. We often see this in the Premier League, don't we? When a team's gone down, they can actually come out and play a bit of stuff. So um, that's what we're hoping. A big reaction from England tonight. It is all still to play for, of course, in uh, that UEFA Nations League Group uh, 3. Hungary, they could go through to uh, the playoffs to join, um, at the time recording, just Croatia 
uh, and the Netherlands. Uh, so they'll be wanting to do that. Italy have still got a chance. So that eyes on that game. Uh, but of course, Germany playing England. Germany will desperately want to finish above Italy and clinch that second spot in the group. So uh, you <laughs> I, just you cannot take your eyes I, off I it. I can't believe you're still doing this. <laughs> this is remarkable to me. I can't believe UEFA are not giving me any commission. For, <laughs> uh, for the enthusiasm uh, you're able to muster. <laughs> I love doing the show. I'm very privileged to be in this job. Yeah. I love it. It's great. It's a great mm. job to have. But the, mm. the, the the enthusiasm you can still muster after 50 minutes of this is amazing. It is, it is amazing. It really quite, it is quite something. I need to go and have a lie down though now. <laughs> uh, so thank you very much for listening to the Football Ramble, everybody. Part of the Acast Creator Network. It's been an absolute pleasure. Uh, of course, uh, we'll be back tomorrow. Uh, going through the England win against Germany last yeah. night, uh, so uh, so 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 tune in tomorrow. We're going to pick the bones out uh, of England Germany straight away after the game and put it out um, for, for first thing in the morning. And I'm for one, I'm looking forward to that. And uh, there'll be plenty to talk about so. for sure. Absolutely, there we are. Thank you very much, Pete Donaldson. Farewell, everyone. Thank you, Luke Moore. Yeah, see ya. Thank you, everybody. <laughs> Up the England. See you tomorrow. Football Ramble is a Stack production and part of the Acast Creator Network. Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners are odd shapes. Flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1, only from Rust-Oleum. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes. Ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.